I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, shout out to our boy Steve from Mavs.com. Getting it. Guys, Steve, Steve's been around the organization for a while. If you don't know who Steve is, um, some of you might. Some of you might actually. I think most not. of you know who he is, but just don't know who he is. You know, like they would know who he is because every okay, time he's obviously taking pictures on the court. Anytime you a see a Mavs photo from a practice, it's it's Steve. So you can thank Steve for all those photos that you've seen from for the Mavs. for the most part. Now the ones Monica, you're seeing right now at, at the closed practices. Yes, uh, I. The, Guys, I can't. Obviously, I'm biased with this, but I think our photographer, uh, photography crew, and videographer uh, Jay Lim, he's amazing. But yeah, like Steve and Shelby, and I'm just giving all kinds of shoutouts now. And and Monica, the whole people over there that uh, at Mavs.com who do pictures, they're amazing. But <sighs> Steve just got everybody excited today. Like Mavs fans, y'all just need to. Change some clothes. I, I think after today, this is, I, I mean, we just got, it was just too much. It was too much to handle seeing these pictures of Luca oh. and some re- retro Kobe's that look nice. Everybody was working out. We The Porzingis pictures. Mm. Tell me more, Isaac. My goodness. That's by far, we're, we're obviously going to do a media day, <laughs> media day preview. Uh, coming up, we're also we're also bringing back Media Day Bingo. Oh, Media Day Bingo is definitely happening. Uh, we hope to get to the, get that to you ASAP. I should share our last year's Media Day. I'm going to do that. I'm going to share last year's Media Day Bingo on Twitter, so people can look at it and kind of laugh at some of the things we thought were going to happen last year. Yes, and then we'll have updated versions of it for sure um, for this year. But the number one thing I'm obviously looking forward to the media day, and this is a little spoiler alert, but I just want to see if the KP stuff is real, the KP muscle gain. These pictures today, it looks ever real. You want to know real. if it's real? What, do you want to drug test him? Or you want to go and feel them yourself? Like, what do you want to know if it's real or not? I need to pat. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just everything still. I mean, obviously it looks real in pictures. We've heard about people and people who who have been there, like that 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 say it's real. You just gotta see stuff for your own eyes at some point. You know, I mean, come on. Like, wait, can we go back to you saying that you need to pat Porzingis? <laughs> <laughs> we just gotta see if they're real. All right? Are we being catfished? Are, I just I got. They, are they real? I just got. I gotta see. <laughs> are they real? <laughs> He got bicep implants is what happened. <laughs> Just silicone hanging out in his arms. Oh, man. It's I, definitely going to help his, his upward motion. He filled him with helium so he can get more rise on his jumper. Anyway, um, yeah, those <coughs> pictures hit Mavs Twitter today. Uh, Steve put them out there for everyone. Uh, shout out to the Mavs uh, 
fan Twitter accounts who share these pictures and don't, you know, obviously just take them from. But wow, um, shots at me! Wait, did you do this? <laughs> I post the Instagram pictures all the time. Oh, that's Instagram. Okay, that's whatever. Um, anyway, it seemed like any everyone is there. Dorian, Dwight, Bo Brunson, <sighs> freaking Bobon. I'm so excited. I mean, that picture um, of Luca, Porzingis, and Boban, where Boban is in the foreground, but it looks like he's a thousand feet tall, is the greatest. It's because that's so, what he is. So good. <laughs> I just need. I all I want. Hey, can we just can we just be excited that we have all of the seven foot three players in the NBA right now on the Mavericks? All of them, because Salah is not Salah. In, the, in the NBA anymore. Uh, we have all three of them. Yeah. Or all two of them, sorry. All two of them. I was sitting there and trying to do my math. I'm like, mm, one, two. <laughs> we had Salah. He's gone. I just want, all I want is an augmented reality board of Boban. Yeah, like the like the and, Dallas Cowboys had. Yes, and he's just like stomping. Like or like how they put Luca and Dennis Smith Jr. on the side of that building in downtown Dallas. Can we? Oh, no, you're talking about something else. Yes, can we put him like on the reunion tower? like an augmented reality board of, uh, of Boban there. Uh, anyway, it was just, it's, it's so cool to s- just see the team. It was fun to get these pictures. It's not video like we all wanted, but it's at least cool to see the pictures and it just gets us even more excited. Porzingis posted like a series of photos that made of like a, a video of sorts of him dunking. And it was like just barely, just barely a video, but not really. It's just like four or five frames. And if you played them fast enough, it looked like a video. <laughs> Obviously, the picture of him shooting over Dwight Powell—so good. It's it, it goes perfect with what we were talking about the other day in our preview when we literally talked about this for like two minutes about how Porzingis at seven foot three, how much he elevates on his shots and how it's so much different than some of these guys like Joel Embiid and these other bigs, Jokic and I mean even Towns, like these other seven footers in the league, they don't jump in their jump shots like that. Porzingis, I, I, you don't want okay. I don't, you don't want to throw names out there like these like superstar guys. But honestly, when people think about Porzingis, they think about you know other bigs across the league like like an Embiid or Towns or Jokic or something like that. I think you almost have to sway the other direction when you think of offensively, especially with his jump shot and stuff, to where it's more like a Kevin Durant type, like as far as him being able to jump like that. His jump shots, the high elevation on the shots like that, high release point, like it's it's almost two different type of big man. But people don't really classify Durant as a big man because he's like more of a wing, and it's like all that stuff. So it's just those pictures today just got everybody super excited. And and there was the picture of Porzingis starting a step back three. Come yes. on, come on, got to be excited about that. Okay, we have so much to get to today. Um, but before we do, five-star iTunes reviews. Got a whole bunch of them. We really appreciate anybody that hasn't done a five-star iTunes review, five-star Apple podcast review. We're answering every single question that comes up. Today is from Alex. He says, non-basketball question, what are your favorite Friends and or Office episodes and why? My favorite Office episode, I don't know if I have a favorite Friends one because they kind of all seem the same to me. <laughs> uh, what are your favorite Office episodes? Is the stress relief? This is a two-part episode. And it starts, the one of the greatest starts in, in show history. Dwight does the fake fire alarm test where he, he like 
like closes all the doors and locks all the doors and then he starts a fire and he like lights a cigarette and he looks at the camera and he goes today smoking is gonna save lives and it's like this he's being so stupid and ridiculous but it's the one of those badass lines in the whole show and then uh in the second part i think is when he cuts the dummy's face off the cpr dummy and when they're doing the 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 uh 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 staying alive <laughs> they all sing the song it's a great episode so that's my favorite i don't know if you have a favorite friends or office episode isaac guys i'm just be honest i don't i don't have a so favorite episode go. of either so one he, of them. he doesn't have one <laughs> i told you i have a re- really weird taste in like comedy stuff i don't like a lot of comedy stuff that a lot of people do i don't know why i want to like like the office i try i just can't get into that um and then friends my wife loves friends it's her favorite thing ever it's like the perfect background noise to where if like hey we got people over like hey just put on friends i ain't gonna watch it but so i know more about friends i've watched friends before but i don't have any favorite i mean they're all the same to me other Mavs news today um the dallas city council met on wednesday and they voted unanimously jason terry went up and passionately gave a plea for nowitzki way to uh, take over Olive Street in downtown Dallas. It's right outside the A... Oh my gosh, I almost said AT&T Stadium. The AAC. And so that will be uh, made into effect. Also, I crunched some numbers. And I just wanted to share this with everybody because I thought it was amazing. Year to year, from 2018, whatever we had up into September 25th, to, to 2019 for Lockdown Mavericks podcast, we have grown 460%. <laughs> year to year based on uh downloads per episode so i just wanted to thank you guys for listening to this podcast especially if you're listening right now it's september i guess the season is kind of coming up but uh this is still kind of a dead time in the nba so year three for us yeah starting year three this is wild and so we appreciate uh, everybody that has listened also we haven't really talked about this a lot but i figured this is a good podcast to do it the mavs signed uh yudi baba He's a 6'4 guard from Japan. He played on the Summer League team. He is going to be at the training camp roster. Uh, he turns 24 in November. Eric Holman, 6'10 forward from Mississippi State, 22 years old. Uh, he's also on the training camp roster. And the Dakota Mathis, uh, Mathias? Mathias. Uh, 6'4 guard from Purdue. Uh, and he just turned 24. Um, and so those are the three guys that are the extras on the training camp roster. We hadn't mentioned that before, so I just wanted to say that. It's kind of weird to me that the Mavericks do this where they just pick up training camp guys that are definitely not making the roster. And the two-way guys, Josh Reeves and Antonius Cleveland, are not threatened at all either. It's, it's just kind of weird to me that they do this. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they just need warm bodies. I mean, it's basically like – it's basically, honestly, they're like a practice squad in the NFL. And, I mean, it seems like everything roster-wise, it doesn't seem like there's – really a roster spot up for grabs uh, they'll probably say it at the very beginning like hey you never know at the end of the roster you never know but this um, is not like a solid uh sam dallin kind of thing right yeah no no no. yeah it would i mean but you, we might have thought that think... way about Salah back then though true true but i mean it's not one of those things where you look at it and say i mean it's not like the you know Baba would have to beat out like Brokoff or something like that, yeah. you know. He's Dorian Vinny Smith, like I mean, Courtney. It's just some of these end of the bench guys like Courtney Lee. He's making twelve million dollars. Like he's not gonna get beat out for spot because they, 
it's twelve million dollars. So uh, it just seems like everything's set in stone heading into camp. But things that are up for grabs in camp is minutes and roles and rotation spots. That's the stuff that camp and preseason. We'll see how that shakes out. For sure. So we wanted to mention that. Today on the podcast, though, we're getting to our player previews, Jalen Brunson and J.J. Barea. So coming up, we'll talk about Jalen Brunson because there's a very good reason why we're talking about Jalen Brunson today. But but before we do, if you haven't done this yet, I can't imagine why you haven't done this yet. Uh, You could be getting food where you are right now. If you've had a long day at work or if you're still in the office, if you're listening to this and you're at the office, some of you guys listen to this at work, Treat yourself right now to the meal that you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. So if you're going to just get an an entree, you can add that appetizer to it on us. Add the DoorDash app. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON. So there you go. DoorDash. Download it. Promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Isaac. Jalen Brunson. The 6'3", he's listed at 6'3". I don't know if he's 6'3". Six, listed 6'3", guard from Villanova. He was the 33rd pick in the 2018 draft, the draft that the Mavs got Luka in. Um, he's coming into the season, and Brad Townsend tweeted this today, and it got us really excited. Several Mavericks folks, separately and unprompted, have told me that the Mav, who perhaps has had the most impressive summer, is Jalen Brunson. Isaac, how excited did that make you when you read that? Super excited, but it's not any. I mean, you you love to hear stuff like that, and I got super excited seeing. You love that. to see it. Uh, you do love to see it, uh, but it's something you really expected from somebody like him. I mean, he literally is a pro's pro. He fits everything. He fits the same mold of Harrison Barnes, the Dwight Powell's, uh, these guys that Rick Carlisle loves. And honestly, it's I mean, they loved him coming into the draft. Like I did. I know it feels like the past preview or profile pods we've done, I've referenced back to a story I've written, but last year it's I wrote because Isaac's really good at this, guys. Stop. You are. I, no, 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 no. That was, that was like an actual compliment. Don't even, Nick. It was kind of gaslighting, but it was also just like, you're good at this, and you bring up relevant things, and that's why you help ground me, because sometimes I get caught in the weeds, and you just bring up the relevant stuff. Thanks, Nick. You're so blushing. welcome. Except when you talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. as Joey Harris yesterday. That cannot be forgiven. Stop. Go watch Avatar. I shall. So, I shall turn it on right now. <laughs> so, but Brunson, last year, I wrote this long story on him, just what they thought about him coming in you know, to the draft, and Michael Finley just praised him so much, uh, talked to him uh, for the story a lot, and just how much – like I knew this summer, I mean, everybody goes to work, but like we talked about me and him talked about this last summer, his first thing where he was wearing Mavs gear was in summer league last year and he sucked and he was horrible. And we're like, crap, we just spent the second round pick. We were wanting guys, myself included. I was wanting them to take like Melvin Frazier, uh, some of these like long athletic wings. They took Jalen Brunson in the draft. You knew what you were getting as far as just this like solid vet point guard, super smart. He's going to play his role, but he exceeded it far more than I thought he would the first year. 
but he sucked in summer league and he talked about it. He's like, Hey, I talked with coach and everything after summer league and I went to work and he went to work after summer league. He came into camp. He almost looked like a completely different player at that point. And so you knew this season after his first year, you knew he was going to go to work this summer. And it's just really cool to see somebody like Brad bringing up somebody like Jalen Brunson, whenever all the talks about Porzingis and Luca Mm -hmm. and all these other guys, it's really cool to see because we kind of pushed Brunson to the side when we, a little bit that the title of my article I wrote last year was I, they actually switched it up a little bit because they took Luca's name out of it when we was in the editing process. But I literally put the title of my piece of, Hey, like Jalen Brunson's proving that this draft class for Dallas is more than Luka Doncic. Like it's, it's bigger than Luca. He established himself last year as like a, a, a quality and I put it at the end I, I went a step further and like we even talked about this like hey are we sure we want to go this far on this like la- this last paragraph of my piece I'm like he he's proved to be a building block in the future for Dallas mm. I went that far I stand by that I think he is a building block for this team yeah um teams have to when you hit in the draft you have to hit hard in the draft you have to hit multiple picks this is being this is proven in the nfl all the time if you can have two years where you nail your draft and in the nfl you get seven selections so you can if you you have to nail a couple picks because there's so many other there's 50 is a 53 man roster but for the nba a team like the warriors they nail the that draft they got uh draymond green clay thompson and festus azili remember that draft that mm. set themselves up for their first run at the title and then obviously now you know years and years after that you have to nail multiple guys in, in multiple drafts to really set yourself up because to build a team, you have to have these guys that are on these rookie deals. And Jalen Brunson being your solid backup point guard, potentially a starting point guard, which is a uh, spoiler to one of my biggest questions, is, is huge because he's on, that second, he's on that, that, um, that second round salary, which is really small. <laughs> so it allows you to add a bunch of other things. And it allowed you to get Porzingis because you don't have to add another point guard. We didn't have to talk about the Mavs adding a point guard this summer because of Jalen Brunson and obviously because of Luka as well, the playmaking that he brings. But you didn't have to be like the Mavericks need this playmaking point guard, a guy off the bench. Like they have that. You know, they, they got to add uh, DeLon Wright that helped a lot. They got to add Seth Curry. But those are kind of luxury guys. You don't have to have your, your nuts and bolts point guard guy off the bench because they have that already in Jalen Brunson. Yeah, and that's – him proving that he can be that already, I think, just turned turned a lot of heads and surprised a lot of people. Maybe not in the front office because the front office, even going back to their draft prep, Carlisle Carlisle told us, "Hey, we, our pre-draft interview was 35 minutes long. They're like nobody, like we never talked to anybody that long in the pre-draft interview. It went way longer than the other people. He's like some people you talk to in the pre-draft interview, and it's just like it's over quick. You know, like you just get your information. You go. He's like Brunson wanted to stay on. He was asking questions. Like they, I can't tell you how much they loved him coming, going into the draft and coming out of the draft. They loved it, and we got to remember too, they drafted Brunson when they still had Dennis. When yeah. they still, when they're JJ. going to the offseason, yeah, and JJ, they were going to the offseason to where they wanted to keep Yogi Ferrell. Right. And it's like, hey, that, that shows how They were upset that m- they took Jalen Brunson because of that. Yeah, exactly. And it took, I mean, literally weeks before, you know, I was hearing grumblings of, man, 
Are we sure Brunson's not a better fit than Dennis with this team? I mean, that, we've, we've that was your thing. Th- that was your thing yeah. in, the, in the summer. You're like, are we sure Jalen Brunson's not going to make this roster and play a lot for this team? And I, I kind of pushed back on it, but you proved to be right. Yeah, because some people were throwing out like G League stuff, and I'm like, guys, no, yeah, they, I was. they 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 like him too much, and they they want him part of this rotation. And um, this kind of, I guess, we can go into more of his his profile. Actually, now we're just hyping him up this point. <laughs> Um, do you have any okay anything defensively? Because I found this quote in my piece last year. Because one of the questions, you know, how good is he defensively? And because I, I that's just something I really didn't dive in. I have the a de- few numbers in the, the piece, defensive but- question. The defensive question comes up if he's going to be a starting point guard to me. If he's going to be a bench player, that doesn't matter as much off the bench. I think because you're just looking yeah. for off the bench. You're just looking for guys that can do things. And Jalen Brunson's a guy that can do things. As a, as a starter, you have to do things extremely well and multiple things extremely well as a starter. Uh, and so that's the big – my biggest question is can he be a starter? Can he be a starting level point guard or is he what people have been saying all last year is, oh, he's the the heir apparent to J.J. Barea. He's the heir apparent to the, the point guard coming off the bench. But can he – what's his ceiling? Can he be something more than that? And going into the season, I hope we can answer that. The defensive you know, aspect is definitely something that we'll have to address. Playing next to DeLon Wright – Maybe that makes it a little bit easier, but then you have a bunch of other defensive problems in other places. Yeah, literally, I have the same. I have the same question, just worded differently. I, but I said, will Dallas experiment with him as a starter? And because he did get, you know, starting, he did start some last year. He got some of those minutes. He played. He plays well next of, to Luca. That's the, that's the he, yes. huge thing. And it seems like not to even you know go too far. It seems like they've gotten closer over the off season just by looking at these videos. The Miami trip, the dancing, the the joking yeah. around. Uh, Brunson had that like Q and A with NBA.com where he's asked who's the funniest on the team, and he's like uh, anybody but Luca. Luca just he thinks he's funny and he's just not funny. And just like that joking around, that banter, even though Luca wasn't even there. Uh, that yes. that is just proving of the, the chemistry that's building between the two. Yes, and. I do. I don't. I want to bring up this quote by Carlisle from. This was right after the All Star break this past year, and just gives you a little bit of insight of how they view him defensively. Carlisle said this: defensively, he is very solid. He is one of our better perimeter defenders. It's not saying a lot last and, year. <laughs> no, what well, I'm just saying, he's one of our better perimeter yeah, defenders. Yeah. That he's acknowledging that he they view him as that. Uh, what his role can look like next year is. I mean, it's. It's hard to project because honestly, if there's at some point, if he is starting at some point, I wouldn't be shocked. If he is the first you know guard off the bench, I wouldn't be shocked. If he is you know coming off the bench with him and like there is so much different combinations for him. I, I all I do know is that he's going to be part of the rotation somehow. Absolutely, he is, and that that brings up a question with JJ Barea. We'll get to that in a minute. What do we think is the so the best case scenario is that he he proves that he can become a starter and that just that changes a lot of things for the Mavericks because then what does the starting lineup of and this is just this is all best case scenario we'll we'll do the worst case scenario in a second best case scenario he becomes a starter and he just proves that he should he should be starting his his chemistry with Luca is just so good we just see something in that combo that that needs to be starting and so you're starting and we say best case scenario for him. Yeah, yeah. Not we're, when we do these scenarios, I, it's for them individually because I don't know if I would go as far as saying the best case scenario for the team is that he's the full time starter because I still love him as the JJ Barea, you know, this version, uh, this generation, JJ Barea. For, yeah, 
I would still love DeLon Wright to start. But anyway, best case scenario, yes, he proves that he's a star. Yeah, yeah. So what does that, that lineup look like? It's it's probably still Brunson um, with DeLon Wright still mm-hmm. as the two. Luca and then Porzingis and Dwight Powell probably. That lineup looks a little different. You got Brunson, who if he's proven to be a starter, that means he can guard guards. So he might guard the guards. And then DeLon is, ends up guard. He's 6'5". He's long. He can guard some of the wings. He can probably guard a, lo- a lot of the wings in this league. And so... Uh, yeah, it just it would look different, but it would be. But he's a, a smart player. You know, his his dad Rick Brunson was in the NBA. He was, you know, Brunson was the. Jeez, uh, I got two Brunsons now. Jalen Brunson was the, was the All American at Villanova. Won two national titles. I mean, he is, uh, you know, a guy that can just come in and, and do a lot of things for your team. He's he's smart, and so having him in that starting lineup would be. I mean, that would be nice because that's another playmaker. Uh, to to get involved, can you imagine a pick and pop if <laughs> Brunson with Porzingis and then Luca is just like roaming around? <laughs> I mean, that is that's some gravity right there, and uh, that could help the team a lot. Yeah, and just it kind of bleeds into we can go ahead and I guess start talking about JJ in a second. But what one of the many things that made JJ so special was the trust that they could have in JJ. And that JJ was so smart. He knew the system. He knew his role. Uh, he did what coach wanted. He just he would like you that could play was JJ. Him with anybody. You could. And Jalen Brunson has that. He knows the system. He knows the role. That he comes off the bench and Luca and them are off the floor. You know you could put the ball in Jalen Brunson's hands. He's going to run the system. He's going to keep it going. He like he can do that. And it's not something that you can take for like granted because. Some of these guys you, you throw out there and say, all right, we're going to bring them off the bench, but they're just going to go out there and chuck shots or they're going to just do their own thing and just get their own stats. Brunson's going to come in and he knows his role. He knows how to do it. And that it's just one of the many things that makes him special going into year two. For sure. Coming up, we'll discuss J.J. Barea. He's back. He's the wily vet now on the Mavericks, kind of the only one. So we'll talk about J.J. Barea coming up next. All right, Isaac, J.J. Barea. I don't think I need to do a backstory, but he was with the Mavericks. He won a title. He guarded LeBron in the biggest game of his life, and uh, and LeBron LeBron uh, choked against him. And then he went away to Minnesota for a couple years. It didn't turn out that great. And then he came all the way back home. And so now he is the longest-tenured Maverick, but, right? I mean, for, yeah. sure, for sure. I mean, the longest one for sure. Maybe the only one that's been here longer than two years. Dwight Powell, maybe three, four. I mean, it's just, he's he's the wily vet. He's he's turning thirty five years old, and he's the only player that is over the age of thirty one on the team, which is crazy. That's wild. It's a lot of young guys, and then JJ. So his role in the team obviously is the veteran, uh, and he t- he tore his Achilles last year. He's cleared to start. We've mentioned that so many times on this pod, but since we're doing JJ Barea, the, he tore it in February. Yeah, deadline or originally it was six to nine months. Uh, what they threw out there, I think by the time the season starts, uh, we're right at the like seven and a half, eight, eight month mark, somewhere through there, I think. Yeah, so it's on schedule. I mean, it's yeah, it's right in there. And so, the biggest question for him going into the season is is what's his role now? Because we just talked so much about you know he just heaped all this praise on Jalen Brunson, how he's kind of took over his he took over his role. Are we going to see the J the JJ Barea Jalen Brunson you know Mighty Mouse backcourt? Is that what we're going to see coming off the bench? Or is J.J. Barea's role now more limited because of the injury and because of the resurgence of Jalen Brunson? 
Yeah, literally, I'm, we don't discuss our questions or anything uh, beforehand, kind of like our list of positions and all that stuff. We don't but discuss have, much beforehand. We just kind of hit. <laughs> we, yeah, we just kind of throw it out there. <laughs> uh, but literally, I put it on there. I said, what is his exact role as his biggest question? Uh, because, yeah, normally he is the you know the backup point guard. The, the guy's going to come in and run the show and all that stuff. It's weird because he had such a defined role for so long. <laughs> Yes, and it's so long to where now, like, what is that? Because you obviously have Jalen Brunson. You obviously have Seth Curry. Uh, then you go, even DeLon Wright's starting, the starting, quote, air quote, point guard. But then Luka's going to be running point guard some, too. So it's like, you have all these guys that's going to be handling ball. I kind of view it like this. If you go back a couple of years ago, this is how I think. Because however you think Luka, uh, let's just say Luka, DeLon Wright, and one of the wings is going to be starting as the fifth starter. That leaves you with some combination of Brunson, J.J. Barea, Seth Curry off the bench. And I think, for me, I go back to a couple years ago to when Dallas was rolling with J.J. Barea, Yogi Ferrell, and Devin Harris off the bench. And how they kind of (laughs) used... Yeah, Devin was the three. (laughs) But how they used those three, and Devin still got time time at the two and stuff. That lineup with Dirk and Dwight was one of the best. I did a bunch of stuff on this. I think I did a video on it, and I did a... Uh, an article on it from Mavs Moneyball at the time. That was the, one of the best lineups in the NBA via like net, uh, net rating, which was wild at the time, but it, it worked. Insane. Yeah. So kind of, it's kind of like swapping roles in a little bit. I think I think JJ Barrett will definitely take a little bit of back seat. I don't think he's going to step in immediately and go right back to what he was last year. And it's obviously considering injury and everything. I think Brunson has shown that he deserves that spot. But it's not like Jay's just gonna be riding the bench either. I think yeah. he's gonna. I think he's gonna kind of eventually transition to that Devin Harris role, to where you can see him like fifteen to eighteen minutes a night. He 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 can log minutes with Brunson. I looked this up last year. He had one hundred and thirty eight minutes playing with Brunson last year as a two man lineup. They're a plus ten net rating. Solid. Yeah. Like. They can play together. And you know what I'm going to miss is the backdoor cuts. Is the, the backdoor passes. Now Brunson's going to like replace Devin with that and do a little point. Dude, like, I hope hey, so. I hope so. I That'd got, be awesome. I think JJ's going to fill the role of when everything just goes awry with the bench. Uh, Lucas, Lucas resting. Maybe Porzingis is out there. Or maybe not. Maybe they have both those guys resting on the bench. And just all of a sudden, a, a team goes on a run. And Rick has to call a timeout to stop the run. He puts J.J. Barea in the game after that. And so maybe it's just spot minutes. Maybe it's an inconsistent amount of time. Maybe it's not you know, an average. He's like, all right, I have it laid out where you're going to play 10, 12 minutes a night. It's, okay, you're going to play 12 minutes here and six minutes here. And whenever we need you, you're going to go out there and kind of right the ship. Yeah, and I want to see him. I want to see him run the pick and roll with Porzingis. Because we, he's we just so good him. at it. And he, he's so good at it. He's literally one of the best I've ever seen around the pick and roll. And he did it for so many years with Dirk. And now he's going to get to do it a little bit with KP. I can't wait for that first piece. Somebody's going to ride it, yeah. Brad, Eddie. Somebody's going to ride it and be like, you know, talk to him about it. Hey, you did it forever with Dirk. Well, I'm, how's it different? JJ's going to take a little stab at Dirk. Be like, hey, KP, he's so much more athletic. He's so much you know, faster. <laughs> so much faster. Not used to that. You know, not, all this different stuff. Um, it's just gonna be fun to see that uh, kind of tandem, you know, work because you know Jay's just gonna get some minutes with them and stuff. But <clears throat> on a non like on court angle for JJ, 
Berea should be celebrated like a Mavericks great this year. Yeah. If it is like his last yeah. one, if not, like, I, I mean, literally, I said on this podcast, and I, I made my pitch to Mark Cuban on this podcast yes. that, hey, I think J.J. Brown should have his number when retired. Mark, when Mark was the guest, not like how we joke that he's a you know a loyal listener, Mark Cuban. He was actually a guest on the podcast, and you said this to him. Yes, like if you joined listening to this podcast over the past like couple months, last season or at towards the end of last you know, season, Cuban came on the spot. We talked to him. I, I literally asked him about JJ Bread getting his number retired, and I said, "Hey, I I think he should." And he, he he shot it down really quick. I I think we're gonna have some type of ring of honor type of thing. And I still stand by it. I still just I disagree. I think JJ Brea uh, should have his number retired in Dallas. As long as he stays healthy this year, he plays a good amount of games. He's going to be, man, top five in games played. It's crazy. He's going to be up there in a bunch of these different record books for Dallas. Fans absolutely love him. He is a fan. I mean, he's the definition said, of a fan He said retired jersey, and Mark Cuban said, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, no, for, for real. He's like, nah, bro. That's what he said. Um, Talking about two fan favorites coming off the bench, though, Boban and JJ. Oh, Boban running the pick and roll with JJ. I know, but like Can we have those basketball two are the- already. We're what are we? A week away? We're we're a week and a half away from Mavs basketball for preseason. No. Anyway, th- like those are the definitions of fan favorites, right there. I mean, those two are gonna get a rounding applause every time they check into the game. Uh, JJ's amazing. Whatever. Yeah, he's gonna get minutes off the bench. He's not. I think it's an in-between. I don't think he's going to step into the exact same role he was last year, but I also don't think he's going to step into the season and just ride the bench every, you know, every game. Do you think Boban's going to pat – let's bring this pod full circle. Do you think Boban's going to pat J.J. on the head at any point during the season? Because I just want to see his his hand on his head. And J.J.'s head is at, like, his waistband. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for this season. I'm so excited for this Maverick season. The last couple of years, the last season going into the season, I was excited to see Luca. I was very excited. I am now way more excited about this season than I have been. The years before, we were like trying to hype ourselves about uh, Dennis and Nerlens. Yeah. The year before that, we were trying to hype ourselves about Harrison Barnes. Like, man, what a glow up! 460 yes. percent growth for this podcast. The Mavericks have grown 460 percent. It's just it's just looking good right now. And there's there's not pressure to like I was listening to a Lakers podcast and they're like, "Man, this season is title or bust." Man, how stressful would that see that season be if your team just got put together and you're now a title or bust? Like the Mavericks aren't that. They have a, a bright future, years and years of a bright future ahead of them. Yeah, it's not title or bust this year for Dallas. I mean, it's just super fun. We got this young core. Let's just enjoy it while we can. Everybody stays healthy and it's going to be a blast. So there you go. Uh, guys, there you go. That's Jalen Brunson, JJ Brea. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow previewing more players. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On. Peace out. Boom. Boom.